to Shall We Read a Poem? I'm Russ. I'm Lauren. What's your beverage of choice today, Lauren? Oregon Rosé. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed at that, but maybe it's the combination of rosé and pink hair. I don't know. I really like rosé. I don't like red wine. I like white wine and I don't like red wine, but I do like slightly red wine. Who could possibly be cross after a nice glass of rosé? I mean, that's why people drink it, I think. Rosé all day, stage in a good mood. What you drinking? This is Paps Blue Ribbon. Seriously? <laughs> Out of a fancy mug. Oh, how interesting. Heineken, fuck that shit, Paps Blue Ribbon. As uh, Dennis Hopper would have us remember from Blue Velvet. Well, you're usually well, drinking some kind of highfalutin beer, and today it's Pabst. <laughs> nice PBR. Alrighty. Sabor de Soledad. Huh. Well, what are we talking about today? Well, I am going to do... It's dark in here. I am writing these poems from inside a lion. And it's rather dark in here. So please excuse the handwriting, which may not be too clear. But this afternoon, by the lion's cage, I'm afraid I got too near. And I'm writing these lines from inside a lion. And it's rather dark in here. And I really like this picture. It is a very fabulous, floofy-haired lion with a <laughs> arm sticking out of it with a pen. And the hand is trying to write on some paper that are, is outside the lion's mouth. And the lion has not eaten this person's shoes. The shoes are by the lion's tail. <laughs> the lion looks extremely pleased with itself and kind of sleepy. What is the most interesting thing you've done in the dark? I mean, lots of games. Like, uh, <laughs> we used to play this very high-intense version of hide-and-go-seek that we called Werewolf. And it really... <laughs> it's like the opposite of hide-and-go-seek, where one, one or very few people hide and the other ones try to find them, but the the job of the person who's hiding is to scare the absolute bejesus out of people, and we had one friend who was older than all of us, and he was a very well-trained martial artist, and so he would just sneak around like some high-level rogue and just scare the bejesus out of you. You could go into the room that he was in. Like, I remember going into the bathroom where he was hiding, and like... I, I was like looking around in the dark and I saw this shadow moving in the mirror behind me and I turned around and nothing was there. But it turned <laughs> out it was him just sliding out of the bathroom. I like this story. Yeah. What about you? Just before COVID, I went to one of those um, dinner in the dark restaurants. Oh, yeah. Where... For I'm sure you've seen them online or whatever, but for anyone who is unfamiliar with the concept, it is a restaurant where you eat in pitch blackness. And the uh, serving staff is uh, generally, in my experience, they've all been visually impaired. And, I mean, it's it's pure gimmicky, and it's the kind of thing that, you know, the same people who enjoy apple picking do this kind of thing where what why are you going to eat dinner in the dark because it's a different thing well, and but i, I, I just like... found that i end up mashing my face sort of into the plate <laughs> until food got to my mouth i feel like i'm 
I that's what I often do with food anyway, is that because my proprioception is so terrible, I'm often just kind of like hoping that my face and and the food meet. <laughs> uh, rolling over in bed and letting the Cheetos just fall in. I hate Cheetos. It's an interesting concept, and, you know, I should look up if that restaurant still exists. I'd like to, you know, go back just for the pure terror of it, because what am I it, putting in my face? Oh, it was scary? No, 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 it was, it, it was, it was purely interesting, but, you know, you, you kind of, you, you don't mm-hmm. have any relation to anything. Right. And, and you kind of just, I ended up leaving my hands in the same place the whole time, just knowing where things were, and so like, I could reach over and touch my glass, and there that is, and if I move back, there's my plate, and, but I, I ended up holding much for anyone who's ever seen me in person, I talk with my hands a whole lot, mm, and I mm-hmm. wasn't doing that at all. Like, like moving was pretty terrifying, as it should be. Yeah, I'm really clumsy. Well, other than where my body is in space, which I'm bad at, I have pretty good hearing and a sense of smell and other and things like that. So I have some capability of, especially I would think food, I would be like, okay, I can smell it. I can smell what it is. I can smell where it is. And I can get an idea of it from the texture of my fork hitting the food, I can have an idea of what it is. There was nothing that was particularly exotic or surprising that I remember. But, you know, it would be little things. It's like, oh, those weren't carrots, those were parsnips or, you know, something like that. Yeah, that would be a little harder to tell just from a sniff and a poke. When I was younger, I could see in the dark pretty well. And I remember I would always get, and I still get this sometimes, people, my, my grandmother especially would crab at me for for reading in dim light. And people will still crab at me sometimes for reading in dim light, but I just I just don't understand it. Why is this an issue? I can see. <laughs> when I was a kid, I would do the same thing. And my parents, and I think grandmother, would tell me that's how you got styes. Really? Like reading in dim light would give you oh. eye infections. Yeah. That's uh that doesn't make a lot of sense there, Granny. I have an eye infection right as we're recording this. What kind of eye infection? It's a sty. Mm-hmm. I get them all the time, but I, I get but I get them pretty rarely. This one was big and gross, and so I have foundation on it right now, so it doesn't show up on camera right, that well. But it's right there. You are triggering my uh, compulsion to pick at things. Oh and you no! Can't oh pick God! At these things you no. can't pick at them. They're on your eye. Well, th- this one's also internal, so there's nothing to pick yeah. at. Like I would yeah. have to turn my eyelid inside out. And, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> well. I think of Shell's drawings, I think this one is uh, probably my favorite, just because <laughs> all the visible faces just look so content. <laughs> the only visible face is the There's lion. There's only one visible face. Right, it's the lion. The thing doing the eating. Yeah. Well, thematically, we're working on the same plane here, because I am reading No Difference today. Oh, good. One of the problematic ones. Small as a peanut. Big as a giant. We're all the same size when we turn off the light. Rich as a sultan, poor as a mite. We're all worth the same when we turn off the light. Red, black, or orange, yellow, or white. We all look the same when we turn off the light. So maybe the way to make everything right is for God to just reach out and turn off the light. And I'm sure if, uh, I liked this poem as a children, as a child. As a children. <laughs> I'm sure I liked this poem as a child. If Shell is describing 
a species extinction level event by turning out the light, I'm going to agree with him. All right. Uh, yeah, I can that, see that. Other than that, there's no fixing it. So there was, we were, you know, it's the beginning of February and we had Groundhog's Day and then there was the groundhog in New Jersey <laughs> that died right beforehand. That was so good. I know. And I was like, oh, that means six weeks of nuclear winter. Well, here we are, everybody. It's 2022. We finally turned a corner on that whole cove. Oh, the groundhog's dead. Oh, God. Oh, God. The groundhog's dead. What if it had COVID? What if, what if the groundhog died of COVID? I know. It's, I know some rodents can get it. Oh, was... <laughs> Maybe the groundhog died of COVID. Remember, everybody, it's 2022. Yes. Oh, gosh. I have been in a misanthropic mood, I think, for the last six months. Well, <laughs> Only six months, Russ. I, 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 I should say a, a steadily crescendoing <laughs> misanthropic mood. You've always been uh, pretty misanthropic, Russ. Today we have the Flu Trucks Clan convoy is... Uh, is Well, it's not the convoy itself. It's supporters of the convoy are bucking around Vancouver today. And right now it just sounds like one guy. But he has a really loud horn. And he seems to be like making a circle around these few blocks near me. Just... And in the same way that dogs, I don't think, tire of barking. It's <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. But oh, I was seeing that they're planning to do one in the United States. What are they protesting? In the United States, I mean. I mean, I guess the same border mandate. Or just that some places you're supposed to wear masks. Some places you need to be vaccinated. I don't know. Man, Very imagine. few. Imagine being that scared of needles. The the supporter text I've seen is to the effect of, well, nothing should be mandated. And, you know, the whole libertarian angle on things, which, of course, is nonsense. Lots of things should be mandated. Right. And they think um, the things that, that they like should be not mandated and things they don't <laughs> like should be policed. Of course. But um, the... Like uh, our Supreme the, Court, which is like, nobody has to wear masks, but... You have to give birth if you're pregnant. Because wearing a mask is such a much bigger deal than having a child. I like that you called this poem problematic because, I mean, no difference. There's lots of differences. And we're all worth the same when we turn off the light. Like, I I kind of get what Shell is going for there. I mean, as a child, I was all about this. But it's a very (laughs) childlike way of thinking. I wonder at what point... And I mean, it won't happen in our lifetimes, of course, but how can I say this without sounding like I'm espousing eugenics? Will we ever reach a point where we realize that human life does not have inherent worth? It's a very feel-good thing to say. A lot of our laws are based on the idea of, but we're not worth the same, objectively. And I don't know how you can say that because there's no objective standard. Well, there is. I mean, like, there's lots of objective standards. Like, net worth is one. Well, there are lots, but there's no one. I know. What would we make? Well, what would be the one? I mean, it it already pretty much is net worth. Maybe cooperation? I don't know how you measure that, That, though. Well, and that's another slippery slope, because then you get into, like, the China social credits thing. Hmm. Fun idea. I was reading a thing the other day about 
The phrase I've been hearing a lot is weaponized incompetence. Yes, I've heard of that. And people that are unwilling to learn things using that as an excuse. And the example that I was reading about was old people and technology. It's like, oh, I don't understand that technology stuff. And then just sort of hand-waving it away and being Mm -hmm. pains about it. Mm -hmm. And so, like, going into a restaurant and all the menus are QR codes. And individuals causing a stink because they had to be shown how to use a QR code. Right. And... Everyone knows how to use a QR code. My grandmother is 90 and change at this point. She FaceTimed me today. Anyone can be taught to use technology. But the whole, the world is moving on without me, and I'm just not going to do anything about it, and I'm not going to change for the better. That Venn diagram between that and the people in the trucks right now is a circle. I mean, not everybody should be expected to jump through hoops just to have simple things. Example. Well, I mean, for example, people who are disabled, they shouldn't be expected to find their way up a couple stairs, even if it's only a couple stairs. Sure, but I'm not. But this wasn't people who didn't have a phone or weren't able to touch a screen. These are just people that wanted to be pains about it. Yeah, there are some people who maybe just want to be pains about it, but I, I don't love categorizing everybody who doesn't want to do something just as being pains about it because if you have to learn new skills whenever you try to do something it takes up all of your time Hmm. i was going to make some pithy joke about reading in dim light and then old people using their flashlights in restaurants but then i was like no that's pretty valid so right if you can't if you can't see like that's actually you know good like if you can't see use a tool The poem's problematic, not only in its simplicity, but also it's talking about people in terms of like red or black or yellow or all those (laughs) sorts of very awkward phrasing we don't use anymore. Uh, I want, oh my God. So I want to show you, (laughs) we, we can mention this on the podcast, but I have recently developed a tiny obsession with obscure sports teams. So think like minor league baseball teams and their funny mascots. We have Portland Pickles. Yes. When I visit there, I'm getting one of their ball caps just for no reason. But, you know, like the Albuquerque isotopes. And my mom kind of caught wind of this. And when I went home for the holidays, she got me two t-shirts. Okay, so here is the first one. And this one's not particularly offensive. This one's just funny. Okay. Okay, Elon College with some sort of fighting person with a wand or something i don't know oh no that's just part of his hat what this is no he's got like a baton or something in his hand you mean mean, oh it is a hat oh god it really is okay it's part of his hat that is the elon college fighting christians okay so very crusades yeah this one's also out of date because they're not the fighting christians anymore i forgot what they are now but they discontinued this mascot in the 90s so oh well but here's a t-shirt now that's not the offensive one dig this one. Oh god <laughs> oh god oh god <laughs> i live in vancouver bc and there has recently been oh golly uh, some very newsworthy and terrible happenings uh, about dealing with residential schools and the mass murder that occurred at them. 
And uh, so my mom, as a joke, there's some quotey fingers around that, bought me a shirt for the St. John's Redmen. Oh, dear. And the the drawing is super offensive, too. Is is that old? Yeah. Oh, God. So I haven't decided what to do with that shirt yet, but... I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what are you thinking? Right. She had, she had previously, before the holidays, she had been to Vancouver, and she's like, what is with all the orange in the protests? I was like, oh, these are people that are protesting um, the mass murder that occurred at residential schools and the recent discovery of all the bodies. And she's like, wow, that's terrible. I was like, I know. And then it's like, that was in one ear, out the other, wasn't it? Wow. Wow. Um. <laughs> what St. John's was this? They're now the, called the Red Storm. Okay, but where where is the St. John's? Is Saint it like John's... the one in Annapolis, or is it a different uh, one? Queens. Okay. Wow. Where did your mother even get these? <laughs> where did she get that? I have no idea. Wow. That's 100% a shirt you would wear to like an anti-vax protest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. So an internet acquaintance encountered in a suburb a bunch of blue lives matters protesters on the side of the road and so he decided i don't know i guess he just carries poster board around markers around with him but he wrote a sign that said 40 percent of cops beat their wives and went out and stood with them and they got nice they got so upset about being associated with him that they all left in six minutes <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that's just good. I mean, it was really, it was really the, clever. The the best anti trucker protests I've heard, I've seen are honk if you love Trudeau. Honk if you love Trudeau is interesting because I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't love Trudeau, but they know that that uh, the truckers would be incredibly incensed to be associated with that idea. Oh yeah, but it's, somebody was I mean, pointing out that their uh, hashtag and honk honk starts with two H's and maybe is therefore akin to Hail Hitler? Probably. Probably. I mean, it's Q, so... Right. Everything means everything. Yeah. What's so funny is you see a lot of Trump flags with the truckers. And and what's funny is they're just anti-Trudeau. There's not a cult of personality around anyone here. Right. And it's, it's like no one's going to... Well, I mean, Aaron O'Toole was just ousted as leader of the conservative party but no one's going to like build a cult around Aaron O'Toole they don't have anyone that they worship particularly it's just this guy bad and Uh, they probably do worship Trump yeah but that's the thing what is he going to do in Canada maybe they think he's also the legitimate president of Canada well I mean it is Q so that wouldn't particularly surprise me right the name of the individual who replaced Aaron O'Toole as the leader of the conservative party of canada is named candace bergen famously one for publicity i don't know if this was intended as a publicity photograph but it is now uh is her in a maga hat so that's on brand <sighs> yeah see i don't i think in a lot of times that would have been an issue people would be like why are you representing the disgraced former leader of another country but it's like it's like me running for office and I'm wearing an Edie Amin t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> What's your story? Yeah. Getting back on topic after a, a long segue, Shell's solution 
if it is species-ending extinction-level event, that's the only solution. Because I would read that 40% of Americans don't believe in evolution. That's like saying you don't believe in the sun. It's, it's not a matter of belief. It's a demonstrable fact. You can't reason your way out of incompetence like this. It's so weird. Uh, during the pandemic, I mean, even before the pandemic, I did not really spend a whole lot of time to waste on people that thought things like this. But with the pandemic, there isn't even a chance for me to do that. I can't even encounter people like this just randomly because I'm only selectively hanging out with very few people. And so it's, it's hard for me to believe they exist, even though I know they must. <sighs> and they vote. Well, yeah. Well, another uplifting episode of Shall We Read a Poem? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I do have to say colorblindness is not the answer, Shell. Colorblindness is not the answer. Meteor? A uh, meteor's the answer. Meteor, maybe. Color, like, being colorblind is, or I don't see color is not. I don't see color. <laughs> yeah. Was that ever a thing? I Surely don't see it color. Must have been. Yeah, oh, it yeah. totally was. No, growing up, it was a really big thing that it was see people not the color of their skin or see people not color and things like that. And so uh, it was a way to try to say, hey, we need to treat everybody nicely, but let's not account for any of the damage that we've done. Yep. We need to have one episode where there's no downers. Hmm. Just, just like one episode where we just talk about kittens. Oh, I can give downers about kittens. <laughs> no you're doing it wrong <laughs> <laughs> working in animal rescue stuff i mean not working but doing volunteer animal rescue stuff i can give you plenty of downers about kittens today we're gonna learn how to express anal glands i've never done that do kittens have anal glands or is that just dogs uh cats do have anal glands i have definitely gotten the anal gland before <laughs> <laughs> it happens yeah. often when you scare them <laughs> You'll say, it's almost like a skunk. You scare them and it's suddenly like, oh, anal gland. Oh, the geese are back. I haven't been down near the water. I left my apartment today and there they were. They were waiting. They're just sitting on the sidewalk like they own the place. These have are they... especially bold. You can walk right up on them and they just give you a dirty look. Have they chosen violence yet? Not yet, but I want to pick one up. <laughs> How much do they weigh? Like 30, 40 pounds? What? No, they're birds. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know how no. much things weigh. They don't weigh very much at all. Is a 40-pound goose a terrifying prospect? Yes, that would be enormous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I saw, I saw a bird That would be like human-sized, probably. I saw a bird getting weighed the other day, and it was like 197 grams. They have hollow bones, and a lot of their volume is feathers. Minerva's starting to shed, and so I think she's going to lose about a third of her volume. Her volume. Yeah, have you had her for a summer yet? No. No, I guess not. Yeah, yeah, this will be the first summer. No. Well, I have had her for a summer, but I haven't had her through a year. Oh, okay. She came to me in the spring, so I haven't dealt with a shed yet. But oh. I can tell you she was a lot smaller when she got here. Some of that is food, but a lot of that is fur. She hit me in the head yesterday when she was jumping. Oh, Lord. She, we miscalculated. I, she was jumping, and I was leaning back, and it was just like, thump. 11 and a half pounds of cat impacting my head. I bet a goose would weigh about 11 pounds, wouldn't they? I think, well, no, I think that's still a bit big, but let's look it up. I don't think it's a ton big, but I think it's a little big. Uh, oh, yeah, 12 pounds. Okay, okay. I thought it was maybe a little bit much, but I was going to guess maybe nine. 
Yeah, thereabouts. They seem to vary pretty wildly. Well, there are subspecies of geese, and some of them are smaller than than your average Canada goose. We have well, a subspecies I'm... in Oregon called a cackling goose. Do they cackle? Mm, they do sound different, and they are shorter. I'm going to need some false advertising on that one. Well, I have your uplifting thought for today. You need something more uplifting than a goose called a cackling goose? Yes. Before this summer is over, I'm going to pick up a goose. <laughs> okay, but do it when they're not violent. So, I don't like, know what's now, going to happen. Do it now or like pretty late in the summer. I'm going to wait until no one sees me because they would yell at me. But I'm going to pick up a goose. I think I've people would be too. To. I think people would be too surprised to yell at you. <laughs> and I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to hurt him. I'm just. I, I'm going to pick him up and put him down, and that's what I'm going to do. Well, just, just make sure. I, just make sure you do it before na- mating and nesting season, or way after that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Threatening geese. Watch me come back with a broken arm. <laughs>